Leadership is a primary extension of God's first commission for humanity to rule in His image. Because the world had different ideas about how to lead, Jesus came to model what kingdom leadership looks like. So join me, Julie Lefebvre, and my team of rotating co-hosts as we seek to encourage and equip kingdom leadership on earth as it is in heaven. Welcome to the Kingdom Leadership Podcast. This is Julie Lefebvre, and today I want to welcome my friend, Jimmy. Welcome. Hello. I've just come from car shopping, so I'm a little frazzled. It's not my favorite thing to do. Me either. (laughs) I feel like car shopping is a trap somehow. (laughs) I know. There's no way you're getting a good deal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or even if you do, I just feel like vehicles just cost so much in the long run. I mean, just everything costs. Gas costs, tires cost. Yeah. But we need them. So what are we going to (laughs) do? Okay. Well, everybody, we're so glad that you are here with us. And as usual, we want to kind of hit our three parts of the podcast. We always try and start with just recognizing ways that we have experienced grace. And then we're going to have a conversation today about moving into summer with its new routines and structures. And then we will end with our second value of becoming like Jesus. So let's start with experiencing grace. Jimmy, how have you experienced grace in the recent history? Well, like I mentioned, we were just car shopping, and that's because Phil totaled his car a couple Mm. weeks ago. And I think just even as he and I were driving to the dealership today, we were just talking about the grace of God's protection of him, because it wasn't a little fender bender. It was a big crash. And Thankfully, none of the kids were with him, and he and the driver both walked away really uninjured. And just, man, that was just such a big picture of God's grace. It could have looked so much different. So, And even just the grace that God has provided what we need to have another car. Mm. It seems so silly that that we have to have two cars, and it feels like such a silly problem to have, but just that He's provided for that. So, Yeah, I think it's so good to just, yeah, slow down and recognize— provision. As I was thinking about ways that I have experienced grace, I, yeah, have seen God's provision in a different way, and it might sound a little bit uh, surprising, but I just started thinking about how I've shared in prior episodes just how I have been experiencing anxiety And that's been a new thing, and it's just continued to be a struggle for me. And yesterday, I was uh, at therapy. I've started seeing a counselor to just help me to work through this. And there were just some really good things that happened. Uh, Just felt like it was really helpful. And I just started thinking about how, you know, some of the things that were so helpful yesterday— were kind of healing some deep down rooted Mm. wounds that I've had for a long time. And I just started thinking about how could my anxiety, my current struggle with anxiety actually be an expression of God's grace because it's leading me to a place to really have to kind of dig deep and reveal some, some kind of hidden things that have needed healing. 
And I just started thinking, would I have ever experienced some of these avenues of healing Mm -hmm. if I had never kind of gotten to the place where I was experiencing anxiety at the level that I am? And so it helps me to think about what James says, to consider it all joy that, you know, can I even consider my anxiety, which has been so frustrating Mm -hmm. and so stretching, can I even consider joy in that, recognizing that God's even been in that, and He's led me to new places of healing through it. So just see that as God's grace. Mm, That's so good. I think from um, kind of in the same way, I went to therapy when I had three kids under the age of two, Mm. and thought I was going crazy because of sleep deprivation. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) But in some of the same ways, it took going for that reason. Mm. You know, God used that situation to get me to a place where, yeah, in the same way I could experience healing in other ways that I didn't go to therapy for to begin with. But he just uses it to do big things. He's a healer. He wants wants life and joy to the full and and wholeness in us. So... Mm. Makes me so grateful. Well, another area where he <laughs> he wants our wholeness to extend is into our lives. And sometimes when we're moving into new seasons, that feels a little bit elusive because when we move into a new season like summer, it can be a little tricky. So we just want to take some time today and have a conversation about that because it is a time of transition of new schedules and new rhythms. And as we've, you know, Jimmy, you and I have kind of had some conversations about this already, which is usually how we come up with these (laughs) conversations. (laughs) We're like, hey, let's talk about this. Um, But we want to be able to use this time intentionally. We don't want it to become a waste. And yet we also recognize that this has been, we're kind of moving into an unprecedented summertime because it we're coming off of a summer from last year that was totally different than we had the year that we've had, and now we're heading back in. So we just want to have some conversation about how we can engage this time really intentionally and we do understand that some of some of you leaders may not feel like much is going to change. Maybe your job is just going to keep moving right through the summer. Maybe your family, maybe you're not uh, tied to a school schedule. But I think all of us can agree that summer just tends to bring different rhythms. And even here at church, we are going to have different schedules. We're going to have different routines. And so we just want to be able to kind of talk through that a little bit. Yeah, I feel like I've been thinking about summer for a couple months, and in some ways, I don't know why dreading it, but there's been a a, a bit of a feeling of, um, well, not dread, but apprehension, I think. And yeah. part of it is because last summer, and I know I've told several people this, I feel like I just gave myself a pass on summer last year. <laughs> it just didn't, it was like it didn't count. We'd already been home for a couple months, and just whatever happened, it happened. It was like second summer. We'd right, already had second summer. summer. Right, right. And so... I feel like, yeah, hearing the words, you know, being intentional with summer, that's it's just very different from the way we lived, at least at my house last summer. But yeah. it's what I really want for this year. Um, and for me, it's a really, I feel like this is this summer's maybe the most sig- significant transition we've had because it's the first year all three of my little kids have been in school all day. So it's it's going to be the biggest difference mm. from years past. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, let's talk about what is difficult about moving into the summer season. Yeah. I mean, I've already mentioned that I have some apprehension, but I think so much of that has come out of this past year's just been hard. And I know we talked about that the last time we recorded together that all all the things. Um, And I feel like I never hit my stride the way I thought I would, especially like I just mentioned, finally having all three kids in school all day. I thought it was going to look one way and it just didn't because each week was filled with so much uncertainty. We just never knew if this was going to be the last week the kids were in school or or what what was coming. So yeah. I feel like as I think about summer I'm like gosh, I never I never got my act together during the school year. Yeah. And you know, I think you kind of allude to this that we like routines and we like it when we can hit our stride in the sense that we can kind of set the schedule, set the routines, and then kind of push autopilot mm, in some right. things. Like <laughs> we make a decision about kind of our, our schedule or our routine or how to make a lunch or what my job's going to look like, how I'm going to fit my quiet time into my day. Right. And then we just repeat and we, we, enjoy or we like when we don't have to make those decisions over every single day. But this year was a year where we were kind of never quite sure if we were going to be able to continue. And so now we're heading into a season where, I don't know about you, but it feels like in our home, every week is different. So maybe week one is summer camp. Week two is STEM camp. Week three is swimming lessons. Week four is whatever. Um, So, and, you know, on top of that, if you have kids and if you're working, then you have to somehow juggle the two of those things. Uh, Group life is different. Like everything is different. And so we're having to make all of those decisions every week instead of being able to just kind of get into a routine and and carry it out. I just think that makes it difficult. I agree. And I, I think this summer is also unique. Like you said, it's it's unprecedented. We've not had a summer following the type of this mm-hmm. type of year that we've had. And I feel like as even I feel this at my house, but I also as talking with others, I feel like there's been this pendulum swing. So last summer we had almost nothing scheduled. And we were so thankful about the few things we could do that were yes. kind of normal. And this summer, I feel like the pendulum has swung and it's not just back to where we were before, but I feel like for some, there's also this element of having to make up for what we lost last summer. So it's just trying to hold on to all those activities that maybe our kids didn't get to do, or we didn't get to do, or vacations we didn't get to take. It just seems Mm -hmm. like we're trying to cram even more into these 10 short weeks. (laughs) And maybe, you know, there's even this sense of we understand better that nothing is guaranteed. And right. so we don't know what next summer will bring. So we better get it done this summer. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> Who knows? So Julie, what do you think for leaders, for group leaders? I mean, we're kind of talking about why it's hard for families or why it's hard for parents or individuals, but what makes summer hard as a leader? Yeah, I think when I'm thinking about summer as a leader, I think it's hard because in some ways, now is the time where we kind of have hit our stride as far as group goes, and people are feeling connected. We feel maybe a little bit of momentum. Our group members are saying, we're not going to end for summer, are we? Right. <laughs> and at the same time, leaders, and maybe I'll just speak for myself, I feel tired and worn out and like I need a break. And so I think 
summer feels hard because I want to do things, but it just starts to feel harder because you can't ever find a day that, you know, the days that worked through the year don't work anymore to meet through the summer. Uh, And yet, you know, I have come to so depend on group just for my own mental health. Wednesdays are always my best day. And I think it's because I start at 530 in the morning with my women that are Mm -hmm. safe and encouraging and grace-giving. And so I don't want to give that up for three months. So I just think the, the tension between all of those dynamics makes it really difficult. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, because you still want to be with your people, but you need a break too. Like it's both things are true. Yeah. Well, we're going to come back to maybe some ways to address some of those difficulties. And so as we move forward in this conversation, one of the things that we want to, I guess, just throw out as a, an encouragement is that so often I think we see summer as a break. And, you know, we just talked about taking a break from regular group life. But so often, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. Or mm-hmm. you're if you're not filling up, you're getting empty. It's really hard to just hold steady. And so how can we... Uh, we or we want to talk about some ways that we can embrace summer as a time to move forward or to build momentum, to fill up in a sense, in a way that that does that, that fills us up and doesn't empty us. Yeah, that's good. I think I was even thinking earlier. You know, I mentioned that I struggled with feeling like I ever hit my stride this school year, but I've been thinking. Like, what would that even have meant to hit it this school year? And then mm-hmm. what what would it look like for the summer? Like, what does it, like, as we're thinking about these things, moving forward, building momentum, like, how do I measure that? Like, what are the, mm. and I feel like for me, it means just making some very concrete, like having a list of just some concrete things. It might've been my therapist that recommended it a few years ago, but she said, just pick three things that you mm. want to be able to say at the end of the summer that you did. And that's been helpful for me in even thinking about like, I could say I hit my stride if I did this, this, Mm -hmm. and this, this summer. Which is really a really practical way of helping us to prioritize what matters most. At the end of the summer, what is going to matter the most to you? And so let's talk about four different areas. Let's talk about, and we've already talked about them, basically our, our personal relationship with God, our families, our job, and our group life, our leadership. So let's start with our personal relationship with God. You know, we've talked in every podcast about the idea of connecting with God. God made us to connect with Him. It's His ultimate desire for us. We are created for that purpose. And so I, yeah, as we're moving into summer and Again, speaking from personal experience, I feel pretty empty, feel pretty much like, ah, I've been drained of all my resources and I need to fill up. And so let's just talk about some ways that we can connect with God this summer. I think it's so challenging when we start to talk about setting goals in these areas, at least for me, not to end up with a long list of things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then even for them to those to become just a checklist, right? Like I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And mm-hmm. it really just becomes about marking them off instead of 
being like in this case, instead of just being with Jesus, um, one thing I've done this spring that has just been a helpful tool is I've been um, using the Bible recap reading plan mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, reading through the Bible and then listening to the podcast for each day's uh, set of of scriptures. And that's it's my challenge is that it's so tied to my school routine with my kids mm-hmm. that I'm I really want to be able to continue this summer. So I think that's the goal, but I'm trying to think through and I haven't come up with the answer like how to how to make how to not stop when school stops because yeah. it's so tied to kind of the the regular routine. Yeah, it's tied to a routine that's going to end. So right. it's so to find a new routine to tie it to. Yeah. I think so there's so much value in just being able to think ahead and knowing that, recognizing how it's tied to something that's going away. That was one of the challenges from last year is that all of our routines went away and then we found ourselves floundering. So just to be able to learn from that and to be able to look ahead and plan, and not that you'll have the right answer right away, but just to be able to at least have something to try. Right. And to be and then, aware that it is tied yeah. to that routine. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, being on the lookout for a new one to yeah. attach it to. Well, another way that we can be intentional, I think, is just to be able to find space mm-hmm. to be with Jesus. And that's what you're talking about. You're just finding to find a you're Where's trying the space to find going to come from a now? new space. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so those of you who went to the leadership party on Sunday already probably heard about this, but I just want to—we're recording this before the party, so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give kind of a recap but and just an invitation to those of you who weren't able to come that we are going to be offering space this summer for leaders to be with Jesus because one of the challenges of summer— is that our space gets squeezed out. Jimmy, you said that, you know, our schedules are filling up more than ever before. Mm-hmm. And so we know that we have to fill up before we pour out. And we're all coming off of a year that's demanded more from us than ever before. And so before we move into a whole new ministry year, I just feel so strongly that all of us leaders need to be so intentional this summer to fill up with the presence of God, to fill up with His love, with His grace, with His being. And so we are going to create space for that. We're going to invite you to join us once every other week. We're going to do it in a morning. Um, And then if there's enough interest, if a morning doesn't work, we may try and find an afternoon sometime or an evening Uh, Man, again, our church summer calendar has just filled up, (laughs) and so it is hard to find space, and yet I'm just so convinced that having space for us to be with Jesus is going to be important. And so we're going to be using Ruth Haley Barton's book, Sacred Rhythms, as a guide. So we'll have those for those of you who are interested in joining us, and then we will talk about it a little bit. Um, on those mornings, and then we will create space for you to be. And sometimes we'll invite you to a practice that maybe you have never done before, and that's okay. And maybe it'll be something that you have done. But again, the goal is to 
provide space for you to just experience God in a really personal way, uh, and maybe in a way that leads you just to a new um, awareness of Him and His presence that hopefully then will fuel uh, your output in your family, your job, your group leadership through the summer, and then eventually into the new year. Mm, I love that. Can't wait. Yes, I can't wait either. I keep, I've been reading through the Psalms and almost, it's probably not everyone, but so many of the Psalms David's writing about finding rest in God. Mm. And that's my hope and my prayer for group leaders this summer is that I don't want to lay another burden on any of you, but I do want to invite you to find rest. Mm. And if this doesn't work for you, then find something that does because we need it. All right. Well, the next thing we want to talk about is just how to engage family through summer. And one of the things that, you know, we just talked about the value of being with Jesus and pursuing relationship with Jesus. And I think it's also so important to be pursuing the relationships in our family. And so one of the things that has been so life-giving that I just discovered this past week, I'm way behind. I feel like everyone else has been doing this for years, but we finally got a fire pit for our backyard. And on Monday, we pulled it out and all the kids were home, which was kind of a rare event. And we built the fire and we had s'mores ingredients. And we just sat out there for a couple of hours and it was so life-giving. And so it was, so it led to my one goal for family this summer is to just do that once a week and say, hey, we're going to gather around the fire and just be together. I love it. I'm going to come over. Okay, please do. (laughs) Oh, mine is a little bit different. I've just been thinking about thinking about you know using summer as a time to move forward so how do i want especially my kids like where do we need to move forward mm. and at our house something i've been awful about is teaching my kids to do chores and to help around the house and i have one who's kind of naturally neat and two who are a disaster <laughs> and so we just need to make we need to move forward in this area mm. And I love their school talks a lot about just the importance of truth, beauty, and goodness. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping I can find ways to help teach them to do chores, kind of with that bigger picture that, it, again, it's not just something to check off, but there is there is value in order. My husband, if he listens to this, he's going to be like, could you preach this message to yourself, please? <laughs> <laughs> I am not the naturally neat one at our house. Mm-hmm. Um, but just trying to help them learn in those ways this summer. Like, I think if I can get to the end of the summer and we've figured out a way to do this, that will feel like a, a major accomplishment. A major win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when we're talking about family, I also want to, I guess, articulate that we don't just mean immediate family family i'm we're you know family could even mean um friends uh, family of friends or westridge family for instance we're going to be having the first friday family fun night there's so <laughs> many words that start with f on the first fridays and when we talk about first friday family fun we're talking about our westridge family 
And the goal is to, it's kind of one of these goals for our Westridge community. Um, We want to be building intentional family here. And so leaders, uh, we would love it if you prioritized this and uh, invited your groups and and use this as a time to just really uh, help us to build family. So just another uh, area to, to be thinking about. Uh, I'm excited for that too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We've we've got the bounce houses ordered, and I've heard that Chuck's going to be DJing and. When he does that, who knows what we're going to find. (laughs) So, all right. And then the third category is jobs. So, you know, it's so interesting, Jimmy, that you said that the way that your school talks about doing Mm. jobs is, what was it again? Their focus at school is on truth, beauty, and goodness. Mm. They say it in the Latin. I don't know the Latin. (laughs) Okay. Well, I wouldn't know that either. But, you know, that's a reflection of God's original commission to us to bring goodness, to cultivate beauty to our world. And when I think about our jobs, that's what God is calling all of us to do. Uh, I think we talked about last last time with Dave how uh, our jobs are not just—they don't have to be just our job. Uh, Our jobs are so much bigger, and ministry doesn't have to mean working at a church. It should mean working wherever you work with a grander vision of bringing beauty and goodness and truth and order to that space. That's so good. I remember I remember a few years ago, I think it was at a leadership community, Dave made a comment about how he had been trying to say every day, I'm going to get it totally wrong. It was mm-hmm. like, this is the job God's given me to do today, and I am ex- so, I'm so excited to do it. And I remember being so convicted about, for me, just thinking about that in terms of being at home with my kids, just mm-hmm. that to be to just be so excited to do what God has given us to do that day, because it is a gift from Him, whatever our work is, whether mm. it's at an office downtown or at a construction site or here at church, that it's mm. the the work He has given us to do as a gift. And I was so convicted about not always feeling very excited about what He had given me to do. And mm. not that we're always going to be thrilled, but just right. even being able to see all of those moments, all of that work as a with God moment that— mm whether I'm making the beds or doing the taxes or whatever it is that that all of all of the, the things that we do are opportunities to be with God. Mm. You know, and then that starts to integrate our relationship with God <laughs> with our days. And Brother Lawrence would say, right on. Right. <laughs> that that was his goal to when he was washing the dishes, to invite God to wash the dishes with Mm -hmm. him and to commune with him in every little step through Mm -hmm. our days. So such a good, it it really just helps us to have greater perspective for, for working through our days with God. And can you imagine if we got to the end of this summer and we're able to look back and Mm -hmm. see all of these with God moments? Like, I mean, wouldn't that be amazing (laughs) instead of the way we often look back and just see chaos or busyness or whatever it is, but to Mm -hmm. really be able to look back and see all these moments that we spent with God. Yeah. You know, one practice that we will talk about in the leadership thing is the examine. And really that cultivates a heart to be, or a, um, an awareness of seeing God, because at the end of every day, you kind of reflect back on your day Mm -hmm. and you look for God's presence 
And so it, that might mm. even be a way to practice just on a daily um, routine of being able to to practice and, and grow and being able to see God. All right. Well, then the last thing that we want to talk about is group life because you are all leaders, whether it's leader of youth or uh, Western Recovery or small groups. And at this point of the year, uh, it seems like I'm always getting the question, what about my group now? What do I do? Because my group members, we've already said, often want to keep meeting, but I'm tired and I need a break. Or the leader is gung-ho and ready to lead, but then after the first few weeks of trying uh, and then nobody shows up, they get discouraged. And so this summer just presents challenges, and we've talked about those. So let's just talk about a few ways that we can stay connected while also getting a break. You know, a couple summers ago, I thought I was really on the ball, and mm-hmm. I picked a date in June, a date in July, and a date in August. I was like, "We're these are the dates we're going to meet. I may have even given them a book to read. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't work at all. And I can't even remember exactly why, but I think what I learned from it, and even even what I learned from last summer, I feel Mm -hmm. like last summer, our group really, I felt like there was some momentum built because people did want to be together after not being together. And our not, I think most people in our group, our group was the main place they were spending time with people. That makes sense. That was kind of their chosen, like if we're gonna be with people, who's who we're gonna be with? Mm -hmm. So I feel like what I learned from that is. Well, or maybe not what I learned, but what I want to do this summer is just be comfortable with spontaneity and mm. gather and but also I think be comfortable and intentional, right? So mm. be comfortable with the fact that it might not be planned very far in advance, but be intentional about reaching out to to create opportunities to gather mm. and just gather with who is available. I think I can get so stuck trying to make a day work for everyone and it just doesn't. And then I feel awful having to pick a time that works for some people that doesn't work for others. So I think just being, yeah, focused on gathering with whoever is available and when they can. And our group likes a patio with some chips and salsa. So um, just, and that's good. That's That's easy. mm -hmm. And that that can even be Mm life-giving even while, so it's filling and solves the problem of uh, allowing a place for people to connect. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, t- that doesn't take much for me yeah. at all, right? Like it's, yeah. uh, it's filling for me too. Not just right. Me. You know, I think sometimes when we think about group life, we over-spiritualize it. We feel like we need to prepare things. We need to give a lot mm-hmm. to it. And one thing I think I learned from last year is that people just need each other. <laughs> they right. need connection. And when I think about how we over-spiritualize, like we need, you know, a lesson or something spiritual, it's like, well, relationships are spiritual. Mm. They teach us about who God is and they communicate what God is to us. And so in some ways, I think being able to just provide space for people to be together is so helpful. So there doesn't have to be an agenda. There, there can just be, the only agenda is just to be together um, which gives us practice even in, again, being together with God. And right. We can invite Him into that space. <laughs> you know, the other thing, too, that I just want to remind us all about is that it's also why we provide the June opportunities for men and then the July Wednesdays for women. 
And so really those are opportunities for there to be something that you guys just need to show up for and just uh, receive from. And so the goal behind those is to is to give space for connection without it costing too much. So as we take all of this in, you know, so these are just some of the ideas that we've kind of talked through or, or thought through. It's just a conversation, right? It's just this a is conversation. Just our informal exchange of ideas. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, again, you kind of hinted at this earlier, just the idea of just picking three things, or maybe you want to pick one thing for each category, which I guess would be four for these. You know, what are the things that are most important to you that would when you get to the end of the summer, what matters most to you? Okay, well, now we're going to end the way we like to with just talking about, and really we've been talking about it the whole time. But, we have, which I feel like we often do. <laughs> right, which is the point, right? But it just is. to even be able to wrap it up and say, okay, you know, our goal is to experience grace and become like Jesus. So um, I think you got a, some closing thoughts for us on that. Yeah, you know, I I was telling you guys that we are going to be using Ruth Haley Barton's Sacred Rhythms for the leadership uh, being with Jesus module, I guess, this summer. And in there, I just wanted to read one part. She was talking, she just writes that nothing is more practical than finding God, than falling in love in a quite absolute final way. What you are in love with What seizes your imagination will affect everything else. It will decide what you get, what will get you out of bed in the morning, what you will do with your evening, how you spend your weekend or summer, (laughs) my edition, what you read, whom you know, what breaks your heart, and what amazes you with joy and gratitude. So fall in love, stay in love, and it will decide everything. Amen. And so as I think about this summer, I just think, what if we all could spend so much time with Jesus that we fall in love with Him in new ways, and then that love will trickle down into all of these areas that we've talked about, into the ways that we interact with our friends and family uh, the ways that we interact with our jobs, the ways that we interact with our group members, and how sweet if it comes from a place of being filled up with His love. So I just love that, that nothing is more practical than finding God. And so my prayer is that one of our three or four goals has something to do with falling in love with God. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you will join us again next time. May His kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net.